it is time for us to rank all of the Star Wars shows that we have seen by the tier list rankings. So welcome back, Kevin. Welcome back, new viewers. I know last week um, we ranked all of the movies and we had quite a few new viewers. So thank you for watching that. And if you are back with us today... We're glad you're here. We're going to try to go through these in a similar manner and and definitely let us know in the comments as we're going through this, what your rankings are, what you think about each of these shows as we go through. So have you thought like much about this leading up to tonight or are you just kind of going in blind on them? Yeah, this was honestly a little bit harder uh, yeah. because it's it's different weighing shows that are incomplete to shows that are complete and animated to live action. It it was, mm-hmm. it was a much different, much more different process than thinking about the movies. So um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. You know, I'm kind of in the same boat. I am going a little bit more. Cause like, I'll be honest. I just watched like an episode of a show here or there. If it's not yeah. going on, like I, I haven't rewatched them the way I do the movies. So yeah. I had to, th- it's going to be much more emotional and just kind of spur of the moment. Like, Oh, what do I feel about it right now? But for sure, like shows that are in their completion, I feel like you're going to have either an edge or maybe yeah. a disadvantage too. It can go kind of either way. The shows that haven't finished yet, they probably have a little more grace and wiggle room. Yeah. But to be fair, there's also, like in my mind going through this, there were two shows that I didn't rank as high because I'm still waiting to see what they become, right? Like, I I feel like I can't call them masterpieces yet because it's still an unfinished product. I have one that's that way. Potentially two now. We'll talk about it. I think I got two of them in there. Yeah. And I'm kind of torn on it. So let me me get this screen up here. All right. Oh, are we going? There we go. Okay, so Uh screen is up, and let's make it bigger for us to see. There should be a way that I can do that. Nope. There we go. Okay, so screen is up. All of our shows are here at the bottom. So what I'm going to go ahead and do, just for the sake of fairness, um, I'm going to move Resistance and Young Jedi Adventures to this Haven't Seen, uh, if that's okay with you. Yes, I I haven't seen them, so. (laughs) I have not seen 30 seconds of Resistance. I actually have seen a few Young Jedi Adventures. Uh, We will just kind of, like when we leave the house, we'll turn on uh, the Disney Junior or whatever for our dogs, just so something's on. And so I'll actually, I've caught a couple of those. They're kind of funny, like cutesy as far as a kid's show goes. But I I have not seen nearly enough to be like, oh, this is a B or a C or something like that. So just for the sake of that, we'll leave it out. So if y'all are like Young Jedi Adventures or Resistance fans, I apologize. I haven't got into those, but let us know what you think about them in the comments. So yeah, see see if you can sell us on it. Yeah, if you can sell me on I, I just haven't. Resistance, yeah. I just never watched. I don't know why. I just never took the time to do it. And then the other one, I don't know, maybe my kids will get into it. We'll see. And then maybe then I'll end up watching it. I feel like for Resistance, maybe the, uh, I don't know that the marketing has been there for like when it was happening. Yeah. Like it, it came out on real TV, right? Like, or was it Disney Plus only? Hmm. I feel like it came out on the Disney, like Disney XD or something it, like that or Disney yeah, Channel. Yeah, I think it did. 
Yeah, so maybe that's kind of like <clears throat> Disney Plus just does much better marketing. But what we're going to do, we're going to alternate uh, as best as we can with the numbers, like between an animated and a live action, just so we don't all get bogged down on one or the other. So yep. I think the Clone Wars is a good place to start because I feel like it's the uh, it's the patriarch of the Star Wars series. Right? It is. Like it, has, yeah. it has been here from the beginning. So that's I've true. seen... I have seen the majority of the Clone Wars. So like when it was when it was getting up to is it season six, the final season, um, Disney Plus did like a definitive episode list and hit you through all the the big points from mm -hmm. each season. So I might have saw like eight, eight ish episodes per season, maybe more or less, depending on the one. But you've seen it all, right? Yeah, and uh, season seven, I think, was the last one. Six is kind of like a half season, because I think that's when it got canceled. They were trying to wrap it up before okay. they came back for that final season seven or whatever. Gotcha. Um, yeah, no, I had I had done the same thing. I, I did basically a essential guide watch just to kind of get the gist of it. But then yeah. I did go back um, and sit down and actually watch them all the way through when I had time. And so... I, I think I like it better as an essential guide thing. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, it, but you know, it was, it. I, but yes, I have seen all of it uh, to okay. your point. So for me personally, um, now I've watched more than just the essential guide because I've really tried getting into it a time or two. Yeah. And early on, it's just pretty hard because it is a kid yeah. show, like at its core. Now the last season, they, they took it kind of to another level. And then certain arcs are, uh, are not quite a kid's show. Yeah. But I just had a hard time buying in, but I was at Megacon and went to the Clone Wars panel. I think we talked about that the other day. Yeah. And I have you a poster, by the way, from that. But I know I saw it. It looks awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> After listening to like Matt Lanner and Ashley Eckstein uh, talk about the Clone Wars and stuff, I want to give it a, a go around again, just hearing from the mm. voice actors in it and kind of knowing like how the sausage was made. I do want to get a little more into it. So I may give it more, but for, for right now, me personally, it's a B. Um, if you're not familiar with the rankings, S is like the best thing we've ever seen. A is great. B is average. It's it's not bad. It's not incredible. C is below average and D is eh. So it's kind of where we're at here. I would give it a B. What do you feel as a whole? Yeah, I I think I fell in an A category. Okay. Um, it, man, it, the, the initial early on, it's very much episodic vignette, like where it's just kind of really yeah. drop here and there. But I, I do think once, you know, they were figuring out storytelling and what they wanted it to look like, but once they hit <laughs> their stride in terms of this, this show being Ahsoka story and the clone story, and once they figured out that it was about them and ultimately their relationship. I, I think at that point it becomes an incredible show. Um, I mean, season seven is some of the best star Wars TV, I think. And so I have some of it really high, but then that other stuff is, is definitely it's enjoyable, but it's not anything that pulls me back in. I feel like I got to watch again. So I kind of averaged it out at like an A um, because I think there's some really good storylines in there. And I, I, I do love the clones and I like, that a large portion of it becomes about them and who they are and their interactions with each other and with the Jedi. Um, once it hits that stride, I, I think it's a great show, um, but it's not always a great show. So, 
Yeah. I mean, and you can throw in like the Mortis arc. You can throw yeah. in, yeah. um, is it Barris Offie when she's like turns into a terrorist? That arc yeah. where like Ahsoka walks away. <laughs> You've got yeah. all of, I, would, I don't want to say all of say, season seven. I want to say like 90% of season seven is incredible. Yeah, it kicks off a little slow. Yeah. It, it does for me. But you do make a good point. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Like, a show that's in its completion might get an edge. So I can mm -hmm. say A on it just because once it really gets rolling, it, it does have a good complete story. And that yeah. ending is like a gut punch. I don't know about oh, it you. Is. But it's so good. Yeah. It's so well, it good. Is. And, and one of the reasons it's so good is because, like I said, about, I don't know if it's midway through or a third in, like they start to really focus on the clones. Right. And I think that was the smartest thing they did was not mm -hmm. make the clone wars show really just about the clone wars, but really about the clones like that ma making us understand and care about that group was really smart. And it does, man, it makes the ending so much, <laughs> so much sadder. Um, yeah. But I think that's what makes it a great show is, is the way it is able to focus in and hone in on this group. Um, that really was just a bunch of faces, right? Like, before this show, um, there wasn't a whole lot of character to them at all. And so, yeah. yeah. I can I can get behind that. So if I, I mean, there's some parts of it that are very much C-level and then there's S moments as well. So yeah. I can I lean towards A just because Dave did it. It adds a ton of lore. I, mean, I completely forgot like Dathomir and everything. We get we get Maul and Savage. Yeah, you, you get a lot, lot of good. A lot with the night you get sisters, a lot of good. Yeah, ideas. yeah. Okay, so A sounds good for me. So, um, let's go from here to the Book of Boba Fett. So mm. you can you AKA can lead us off on this one. Mando two point five. Mando two and a half. <laughs> two two and a quarter. Um, <laughs> I. I have Book of Boba Fett at a C, um, and not because I didn't enjoy it. I, I I love his character, and I think it was interesting. It's just it was all over the place, and then it kind of became the Mandalorian, and it wasn't really Book of Boba Fett. And then I, I don't know. To me, just the the continuity, or not the continuity, the cohesiveness of it just wasn't there. It, it felt like a lot of pieces that were trying to be forced into a puzzle that didn't quite fit. Um, yes, I, I have high hopes for whatever's next with it. Because again, I, I love Tamara Morrison and I'm excited to see him continue to play this character, but the show itself, just especially comparing it to some of the other stuff, it didn't hit all the paces. I think it was trying to, um, it was engaging. I enjoyed it, but it, it was, it was a little messy for me. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. There's some episodes that are kind of boring, which is like, it starts off a, a little slow. Yeah. Um, I have an issue with Boba Fett being a softy at this point. Like you just go <laughs> from being odd, yeah. in the, in the OT, he's like supposed to be this cold blooded killer. Yeah. And star Wars is about change of hearts and stuff like that, I guess. So whatever, but just seeing him try to be like this, uh, almost like a government type leader of his own little crime syndicate. It seemed out of place for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the Mando stuff. But again, it's not necessarily a story I needed. We talked about this with Solo last year. 
it's nothing that I'm like laying awake at night going, man, what happened with yeah. Boba Fett? I can, right. which I guess you do want to know now that they resurrected him for the Mandalorian. But at the same time, it's not like he could be dead going into the Sarlacc pit for all I care. I'm I'm glad he's back and Tamora has work and all that, but yeah. it's not like we needed it. I think it may be a missed opportunity to tell a different story, but who knows? I agree. I will say yeah, though, have I'm you seen have you seen the meme where it's like uh you know, like wheeling the Trojan horse in and it's like Book of Boba Fett, but then on the inside it is um <laughs> getting Grogu getting Grogu back to Mando. That's I not, haven't seen that, but that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah that's that's it a just, good summary. It, it, it exists to get Mando and Grogu back together is the only yeah. that's the only important thing so far that we have from the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Which and which was good. It was entertaining. It was just it was so strange to go from this focus on Boba Fett and how he survives and how yeah. he is moving into this, and then all of a sudden you're back to Din Djarin and you're like, wait, uh, is that I click on the right show? Like, what, what what's going on here? So it was yeah. very jarring. Um, and you know, there's really just like <laughs> good one. It was that was so on purpose. Um, <laughs> Like I love like Finnick and uh and Cobb. Like I think they're really interesting characters. We mm -hmm. got Cad Bane, which was super cool. But then you have then like this you have like this weird biker gang that drives through the city at two miles an hour. Like it it's just it's just all over the place. And I didn't so I just didn't feel like it had any consistency to it. But man, some some parts of it I love though. Uh some of the characters I'm a big fan of. When when they send the major domo out to read that letter that is like the funniest Star Wars thing for me. Like, yeah, that is pretty the funniest funny. non C3PO scene because 3PO has a ton of them. But when he goes out yeah. there and he's like clearing his throat and then he's like, oh no. And, yeah. and they wrote essentially like to kick rocks on it. So that that's a funny yep. scene. But I think just kind of the out of placeness for me does it yeah. as far as a C goes. I'm with you there. Agreed. So. Let's hop back over to the animated world. Um, we can go with Rebels. Uh, Rebels, to me, is a banger. Um, it's probably the best Star Wars story told start to finish as far as, honestly, as far as any Star Wars goes at this point because they went and goofed up the episodic story. So Rebels has a clearly <laughs> defined start. It has a clearly defined finish with an epilogue that sets you up for another show, which we get in Ahsoka yeah. and it, it carries on the rebels. I mean, to a T to, to me, yeah. rebels is S tier. Even the episodes that are kind of the filler ones, like you get in the clone wars, because there's so many fewer episodes and rebels than there are mm -hmm. in the clone wars. They can't throw away as many episodes. So for me, it's S tier yeah. all day. Uh, Kanan is one of the greatest Star Wars characters of all time. Yeah, and so, totally. and I know you're the, you're wearing a Rebel shirt, so yes, like I'm sure you're not going to disagree. <laughs> this was a wonderful gift from you. I love this shirt; it's fantastic. Uh, it took a while know, to get to you. <laughs> I think, uh, man, I think Rebels is just the culmination of of everything they learned in doing the Clone Wars. Because I, I feel like it hits all the best beats of Clone Wars. Um, it was mm -hmm. definitely shorter. It was more compact. I think that was intentional. I think they wanted it to be a more fine-tuned, cohesive kind of narrative. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think even some, not all of them, but a lot of the filler episodes even work to just create the relationships between the characters. Um, cause it, and, and a lot of the show falls back on who they are and how they interact, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one, I think one of my favorite things about it is just the whole, uh, and you see it kind of with Ahsoka too. Like Ahsoka's thing is, well, she leaves the Jedi, but Kanan's kind of on the other side of like, what do I do without the Jedi? And so it's really cool to see that whole master student arc of a guy who's just lost and just trying to do the right thing, trying to figure it out. And, and the whole way that plays out and the way that Ezra becomes a Jedi because of that. And so I, mm-hmm. I love that story. I love the whole, the whole part of it. I, I, I do think it's definitely S so. And I think that's one of the only ones I've watched in its entirety twice. So I've watched it twice in its entirety too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's good. For me, the best way to explain Rebels, okay? So if you're a basketball fan and you've, like, watched, uh, you know, The Last Dance or any Michael Jordan documentary, Michael Jordan was good from the day he, like, stepped into the league, right? But yeah. he doesn't win a title for, like, years. So he, he goes through and he gets beat some, but he's still good. You enjoy watching him. He's exciting. For me, the Clone Wars and Dave Filoni, that's, like, the first few years before the title, Okay. So Dave is getting ready. Rebels is the first three-peat of of championships for Dave Filoni. And then Ahsoka is going to be the next three-peat. So in in my terms, Dave Filoni being the guy he is, that's kind of his arc. He he learns kind of what he's doing with his Star Wars in the Clone Wars. And by the end of the Clone Wars, he's doing it as if he's, you know, Rebels quality. Rebels is so good from start to finish. There's a ton of world building in Rebels. So the episodes that are like throwaway episodes, there's still world building like, okay, this is what the Empire has done to the galaxy. There's, I don't think, I could be wrong, but I don't think there's an episode where you don't just have the oppression of the Empire in some shape, form, or fashion. It, It never gets away from that. In Clone Wars, you can go off like kind of on some silly stuff and forget that there's a war going on in rebels. It's almost entirely like, this is what the empire's doing. And this is what we're doing to counteract it. You get yeah. Lando, you get Hondo, you get Leia, Ben Kenobi, Yoda. It's, it's got it all. The emperor, the yeah. world between worlds, Ahsoka. Um, it, it's the, it's the most star Wars feeling thing to me that isn't the originals six films. Yeah. And and one of the great things about it too, and then, and then we can move on. Cause I don't know. We don't want to yeah. spend too much on one. No, I, I could good. talk a lot yeah, about rebels good. for a while. Uh, is even if you move away from that main cast, they, they've brought in these other characters that they do really good justice to like Rex and his clones and like how great their arc is in mm-hmm. rebels. It brings Ahsoka and Maul back in and how, how great they are in it and how essential they are. Just the, the quick, few minutes we see of Kenobi and Maul, like right that final sequence where Kenobi, like just those little moments in and of themselves are just so fantastic. Um, And so even outside of you step away from these main characters and their great stories, um, it even still stays compelling with bringing in all these other who could have just been like quick and easy cameos, but they're, they're really used really well. And so just all of it in its entirety is um, just really put together really well. I think is the biggest compliment I can give to it. Yep. I agree. And at the Clone Wars panel I was at last weekend, they made it five minutes before talking about Twilight of the Apprentice and Rebels. So, I mean, nice. like, it's that good. They can't talk yeah. about 
their characters, Anakin and Ahsoka, without going, oh, but in Twilight of the Apprentice. So it's just so good. And, yeah. and some I of my think... favorite Star Wars TV episodes are from Rebels, right? That one, uh, Jedi Knight, which is so good. Oh, it's probably um, the best. Yeah, it, it's that. that's probably one of my favorite and most heartbreaking viewing experiences. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. The the uh, I forget what the guy, the big lion looking guy. His what's his Bindu. thing? Yeah, Bindu. Yeah. All that Bindu, Bindu stuff. War, interesting. World between worlds, right? We get introduced yep. to that. That's there's a lot in there. It's all good. Yep. So let's move on. Um, let's be controversial. Let's go with Andor. Mm. So Andor is kind of like the last Jedi of Star Wars television shows. You know, the critics are in love with it. Um, a lot of fans don't like it, but then a lot of yeah. fan like there's a lot of people who only watch Andor and they're like, I don't really care about the rest of Star Wars. Um, a lot of people say it's boring. I will say that it is slow developing. I will not say it's boring because it's not meant to be entirely an action show. So if you're going into yeah. it thinking you're like guns blazing, Rogue One, Mando, all that, that's not what it was intended for at this point. So right. for me, the storytelling is is excellent in it. It looks incredible. Like they obviously had a huge budget. Uh, the way they did, is it three separate arcs? Is that what this, is it three or four separate arcs? I think it's, it, uh, it's one yeah, of them I can't ends, remember. It's three. Yeah. One of them ends with the storm. The next one ends with uh, the one way out or whatever. And then the and then finale. The, the revolution thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great buildups. Lots of great mm -hmm. world building. For me, though, I have a hard time getting as invested in it because it's not got the whole force aspect in it. So mm -hmm. that's my reservations. I don't know. So where do you have it? I'm between an A and a B. I could be okay. convinced one way or the other. So I, this is one of those things where I need to see how it ends, right? Like I, I love Andor. I, I absolutely love it. I, I think it is probably the most well acted TV show. Um, yeah. I think the characters in it are phenomenal. Um, Luthen is incredible. I think his character the actor behind like all i mean i think he's played so well um yes. it it's different and and i it was hard it was a little bit harder to get into it first because i think one of the big differences is you don't have that i feel like all throughout star wars there's this resolution of tension to where you're kind of waiting on the next thing but it, it it you're waiting in a place that's not awful but throughout andor there's no resolution to any of the tension like the tension carries throughout the entire show and it doesn't end yeah. like even at the end you're still in this tense place of not knowing what's going to happen. And so I don't know. It's hit or miss for people. I get that. Um, I love it. Uh, the prison break, right? Kino Loy, Andy so Serkis, like that, that is one of the most well-written sequences of TV, mm -hmm. right? When you come up to the final understanding of why he's been so hesitant and, and kind of what his sacrifice really is. Uh, and Luthen's speech at the end, I love his speech. Um, I like that it raises the question of can you is is there anything too bad is there anything you can do that's too bad when you're trying to upend something that's terrible right like yeah. is there a line because with Luthen there's no line right he sacrificed having a line essentially and I, yep. I I find that really interesting I think it's a really interesting question to ask so 
if if Andor goes the way it has been, it'll be an S for me. I like I okay. like it that much. But right now I have it at an A just because I I don't know. It it could go either way with the next season, but I I love Andor and I know that's not uh everybody's opinion. <laughs> I'm good with an A like because it's good. It is well written. Is yeah. is it boring for someone who wants Star Wars action? I'm sure it is. That's fair. You know, there's yeah. and and I've only rewatched it once ever, just because it's like a commitment to to sit down and go yeah. through all these arcs. And I think that that the eye that episode is probably oh, like the, so pre- cool. the prettiest Star Wars yeah. we've ever seen. So yeah, the whole show is just a. gorgeous. Yeah, and Diego I, Luna's incredible. Oh, he's very good. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a show that just comes down to personal taste. You know, I don't think it's yep. uh, whether you. Yeah, you, know, you know, I think it's just whether you like that kind of thing or not. And if you like it, it's great, you know, but if you don't, I get why people are not high on it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Let's go. Uh, <clears throat> let's go visions. So visions is kind of uh, kind of the odd man out here because it's yeah. not canon and right. it's it's animated, but it's it's anime. Um, it's a little bit different. For me. And it's individual stories, so it's hard to kind of rank it as a whole. <sighs> One was really good, two was not really good. I'm yeah, leaning I agree. between a B and a C just because I don't care that much about it. Like it's the stuff that's good is good. Like it's high points, yeah. kind of like what we said about Boba Fett. It's high points are really high, but I have only rewatched a handful of the stories. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I think, I think I'd sit it at a C, but because I think I think the first season was a B, with some really yeah. high points though. Like there were some great, really great episodes. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the wedding is the one that always sticks out oh. for me. I love that episode. It's so good. It's really um, good. But then there was just it felt like there was a big drop off with, um, with the second season. It just felt like they were a little more moved away from Star Wars um in some of the respects and, and some of them were still good like we talked about it a few weeks back there were still a few episodes we really liked but you know uh, as a whole if if i look at both seasons together i gotta put it at a c just because you're right there's not anything where i'm like oh i gotta go back and watch this there's a few episodes yeah. i really really enjoyed but um yeah are... if you want to make like a canon visions <laughs> like where it's not just a bunch of people doing their own story but it's like an actual season of, that'd be interesting of this I would yeah. be way into that, but that's not what they're doing here. So yeah. See for interesting. me. Let's go with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. Hello there. So for this <laughs> one, oh my gosh. Have you ever been as excited at the at the time for a Star Wars project as Kenobi? Oh man. I mean I don't know. Cause that I mean, it was it was really when when we first found out what this was and who was coming back to it. I mean, you really were just like, "Is this like really like we're getting this?" Like, because this this yeah. was like the dream, right? <laughs> to have this this interaction between these two characters again in a period we've never seen them. Um, so no, I yeah, it was I was super hyped for it. I was so pumped with Hayden coming back, yeah, and Deborah Chow directed some really good Mandalorian episodes. So I was like, yeah. wow, this this could be really good. And it aspects of it like we talked about a little bit earlier, 
But that last episode where Obi-Wan and Anakin are, or Obi-Wan and Vader are dueling, like, is it on a movie yeah. or something like that where they're doing it? Yeah. That's probably the greatest scene Disney Plus has created. It's up there with Luke coming to rescue Grogu. It's, it probably is better than that. Because if you just watch episode three and then go straight to that episode, I mean, it's real. Like, that's good stuff. Yeah. And so that aspect is an S-tier thing. Mm -hmm. The rest of the show, like, the the goons can't catch a seven-year-old. Obi-Wan can't catch a seven-year-old. <laughs> an Inquisitor can't catch a seven-year-old. Uh... Um, an Inquisitor can get stabbed, like, three times by Vader and not die. Another Inquisitor can get stabbed and not die. An Inquisitor knows that Luke Skywalker exists. I, there's some stupid stuff in Kenobi. Vader, Vader can't get to Obi-Wan across the fire, but two seconds before yeah. that, he had flung the fire to the side to walk through it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, I, so first off, I agree that the end of that show is incredible, right? Like, it's, I think that last part is what everyone was wanting and waiting for to see this final fallout and this final battle between them that would solidify to Obi-Wan who Anakin is now and to really solidify in Anakin how his, his hatred for Kenobi at this point. And it does that so well like that. It's, mm -hmm. it's so good. The, the cracked mask that's, that's part Anakin, part James Earl Jones talking like, yeah, it is so good. And so that that is the by far the best part of it and some of the best star wars but mm -hmm. i mean you're right like i i feel like most of the show before that is just trying to find things to do to get to that point um because, i mean there's some other good interactions and good like i like the interactions with uh kenobi and leia i think it gives credence to oh, why yeah. she goes to him later right like i think that's great she um, names her son after him but again, I think it was you who told me that somebody made like a movie cut of the show that was yeah. just like really the essential plot line and it flowed it, so much better. And so it, it just speaks almost all the Reva scenes. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, it was, it was odd because it was trying to be about other things, which I don't mind. Like I, I you, you take some of these plot lines and put them in something else, make a show about the inquisitors. I think that'd be cool. Right. Like, Give me an Inquisitor show about their their hunting Jedi and their missions and stuff. That'd be really cool. But mm -hmm. in a show where we're we're set up to get Kenobi and Vader, it just goes a lot of other directions and takes a, a long time to really get there. Um, so that that aspect of it was a little disappointing. Yeah, and I'll just be completely honest. Uh, I think Moses Ingram did an excellent job with the hand she yeah. was dealt. Absolutely, I don't give two hoots about an inquisitor that wants revenge on Anakin. Don't care. I don't yeah. think anyone should have known that was Anakin. I don't care that she wants to get Anakin. And I think a more satisfying end for her story. And one that builds Vader up is when he killed her the second time that mm -hmm. she actually died. And you get kind of like, Oh wow. She, she tried good for her, but yeah, Vader's Vader to me, that would have been, better yeah yeah it undermines vader a little bit the fact that he twice hasn't been able to kill you know Some this character girl. so yeah i yeah i again I, I 
I think it's a character who you plop her down in any other show and build a, build something around like being an inquisitor that could be really cool but it just it's yeah. not what people were wanting to see in this show called Kenobi that we're being sold on as <laughs> Kenobi Invader, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. No, that's that's my thoughts as well. So it's yeah, a so B I, for me. It's it's a I, B. I agree. Yeah, I agree. There's some great moments, and back when we did uh, A New Hope, there's some great stuff that leads into it in terms of yeah. Kenobi's arc and his character. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some things that bring it down. Yeah. Let's do Bad Batch. I want the main event to be, I want the main event to be Tales of the Jedi and the Mandalorian. So, um, mm, okay, Bad Batch for me, um, it's firmly a B right now. So it carries, um, it carries on the life of the clones after the war. I think that's mm-hmm. super interesting. I think it it tells just a lot of really deep stuff for an animated yeah. series. Omega yeah. is awesome. Such a good character. It is throwing in a lot of stuff that's going to help with the sequels, like with Palpatine's cloning stuff. I think it's doing some damage control that mm-hmm. will be meaningful. Um, Sid takes the show for me from an A to a B. Anything with Sid, honestly, is a C for me. <laughs> yes i was so tired of sid um it was fine maybe, when she was kind of a Vader minor character she was a good plot device you know she gave him place to stay and gave him missions but then she just kept becoming part of the story and i didn't understand why season was, two she's no good yeah no so no i i agree i would put bad batch to be it's solid it's enjoyable um like Tech. i said earlier uh, any anything that continues looking at this story of the clones i love um mm-hmm. You know, I I like the Bad Batch characters, but I I feel like I'm still even more involved with when they're still dipping into the the clone side of things because we're getting this really interesting story of of within the Senate right now of of how they're trying to figure out what to do with the clones and how they're going to retire them and what that's going to look like yeah. and what that means. Like I find that part awesome it's and deep. fascinating. It is. It's um, like on a on a like a socioeconomic level. It's deep, like for yeah. for an animated show. Yeah. So this is a show that really in the next few months might bump up to an A for me because mm-hmm. if we get some resolution to that clone arc, I mean, because I know we're going to resolve the Bad Batch one way or another. Their story is yeah. going to come to a close, and I I know yeah. it's going to be really good. It'll be emotional. It'll but be sad. I, I really, I really, really got to get some sort of closure on what what happens with the rest of this clone army. Like, what is the final closing curtain yeah. on this to where um, it leads to where you know we find Rex and his crew just kind of off on their own on this planet um, with their little tank droid. And so, I, <laughs> yeah, I, if if I get that, it'll bump it up to an A for me for sure. But mm-hmm. right now, it's it's a B because it's enjoyable and I it's it's a solid show. It's got room to grow. It can go. It it could go C depending on how it finishes, but just after the trailer, I think it's probably going to be an A come May the whatever first or something that it yeah. that it airs. And uh, props right. to uh, what's his name Baker for for playing D Bradley Baker playing ninety percent of the cast. <laughs> so he was at that panel Good I was on at, him. <laughs> and anytime he mentioned tech, like the audience was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, he's that he's great. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go Ahsoka. I'm interested in your take on Ahsoka. So mm. for me, 
first thing I want to say is S just right off the bat because it was yeah. so good. But at the same time, it's very premature to say that because yeah. there's if there's room to go down. If if you're at the top, there's only one way to go. So for me, as just a safe way to put it, Ahsoka is an A right now with room to move up there to S with Rebels because Ahsoka continues Rebels. Yep. It does very good. We're not without our complaints. Like, I don't like how they make Sabine the, the fall guy every time yeah. we've talked that yeah. ad nauseum. But outside of that, I think it's incredible. Yeah, no, I I, I think I'm right there with you. Um, the characters, the continuity from Rebels is really good. The characters still feel like themselves. Um I do think Ahsoka's arc with Sabine's arc, again, just this whole master student thing we keep seeing throughout Star Wars. It's, it's interesting and it's fun. It's, it's great to see Ahsoka come to terms with this Anakin thing. Um, and so all of that within it is fantastic. I think for me, it was the, I want to say it was maybe like episodes six, seven stalled out a little bit. It felt like it was taking mm -hmm. its time and it, it kind of yeah. moved away from some of our more interesting characters like Balin and Shin. Yeah, once they get um, to Peridia, yeah. Yeah, but I agree 100% with you. I think if it if season two continues what it did in season one and does it well, then I'm, I have no issues putting it at S. But right now I think it's an A just because cautiously waiting, right? I think that's just yeah. kind of where I'm at. Yeah, it's it's... It's the, the probably the Star Wars I enjoy most right now. So yeah, I th yeah, I, yeah. It's easily an A. Probably could be an S, but I don't want to jinx it. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Tales of the Jedi is kind of interesting in that you can say, well, its story isn't quite told, but also yeah. it kind of fits into the visions where it's it's little arcs here and there. Yeah. So Tales of the <clears throat> Jedi is actually taking a complete picture mm -hmm. and enriching a complete picture. Yeah. So the episodes are short. There's no room for filler. So for me, Tales of the Jedi is an S. I, there's nothing I can say bad about it. No, I, I agree 100%. I think to take these characters and moments that people had become familiar with and then do like these vignette style shorts that really give you not just information, but like kind of emotional connection with some of these characters. Like mm -hmm. the Ahsoka one was great. I loved how it, how it tied in with, with season seven of the clone wars, but man, those, those Dooku tales, like oh, they were so yeah. good because they, they give you such a great backstory for who you see when you go back and watch the prequels. Right. And, and they managed to connect it so well where you still see the same character in the prequels that you saw in those mm -hmm. little shorts of like understanding well, like, yeah, he's bitter. Like he's angry. He's upset. Like that, yeah. I, I get that so much now. And so they do with, with such a short amount of time and such a, just a narrow perspective, they enrich a lot of these, the character stories that we're looking at. And I think it does it perfectly. Um, yeah. I, I, there was not one of those where I was uninterested or bored sitting through it. I was, you know, I I was tied to each one pretty pretty closely. So and definite, you can watch it all in like an hour and a half too. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing. So and we're we're you know, waiting with bated breath to see who we get this season. So I, I think that's yeah. on everybody's mind is like what what cool stories are we gonna get? Like who's this gonna be? So I agree. And to me, like when you combine Tales of the Jedi, plus I've read 
um, Dooku Jedi Lost, mm. Dark Disciple, and yeah. um, one other one with Dooku in it lately. Um, can't remember what it was. Either way, I've read those, and just this whole picture of Dooku, I, he's turned into one of my favorite characters now. And just all this yeah. extra stuff we're getting, and it makes the prequel so much better. So yeah, it's yeah. it's an S tier for me. The Mandalorian is the one that I'm most torn on of everything on this list. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because yeah, I, I get that. Because Mandalorian season one, I had like virtually no expectations. I was all in on the sequel trilogy at this point because it was like, oh, J.J. Abrams is going to write the ship. So all my focus was like, oh, what are we going to get in the sequels? Well, J.J. didn't write the ship. He, he sunk it. And the Mandalorian was carrying Star Wars and, and has been. Yeah. So to me, seasons one and two, I rearranged my Wednesday mornings around watching them. Like I would, I would get up an hour early. We would do our morning routine, but watch the Mandalorian before I go to work. There are very few things that are going to get me up at 5 a.m. Mandalorian doesn't. So the characters are so good. It world builds it's playing into this bigger picture. When we were first watching it, we had no clue. Like, oh, is this just going to kind of be its own thing? Is it going to tie in at all? Well, yeah, this is like the epicenter of Star Wars. Like, this story is going to yeah. turn into our heir to the Empire. Luke ends up in it. You've got Ahsoka yeah. in it. Thrawn, it, it spawns off all this stuff. And, and it's even going to have its own movie. They announced today, we're yeah. filming this on Wednesday. So they, they released today. It's coming out in December 2026, The Mandalorian and Grogu. So for all intents and purposes for what it's done for star Wars, it's probably an S tier because it's been carrying star Wars. Yeah. But season three gives me reservations because season three sucked. So I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it was, it, cause it was, it was a show when it came out that it was like, well, this is why people are going to get Disney plus, right? Like it really, it's the only reason for yeah. a lot of people. It's what sold people on getting a subscription so they could watch this, this show. Cause it was, it was just much better than than what what was going on in Star Wars, and I, I I think one of the things that's so great about it is it goes back to the original Star Wars and really just not feeling like it has to be crazy and out there, but like sticking to these character archetypes, right? Like Star Wars is totally based on these these character archetypes um, that George Lucas you know put in, and and there's nothing super originable originable good gosh original. original that's a new one <laughs> yeah new word for everybody um there's nothing super original about the story of a you know kind of a by the rules bounty hunter who gets in over his head and turns to have a heart of gold and gets in deep with this like when you talk about it that way it's a cliche thing but it's done so well and it's told so well it's those types of stories that we're drawn to because because we love them and that i think yeah. that's what makes star wars popular is just the good and evil, the classic characters. And I feel like Mandalorian went back to that. Just this mm. great tale about a character who gets into this situation and who he becomes and who he interacts with and this group that forms around him. And so I, yeah, season one's season one and two is fantastic. Like it's, it is some of my favorite star Wars TV, but then you bring up the point of season three, which was, it, it was it was rough in a lot of spots. Um, it didn't feel like it added much to anything. So I I get where you're at. Like I I I overall feel like it's an S, but season three just makes me 
Is it? Is it though? <laughs> Here's what I'll say. One and two being S and three being A. It's two to one. So it's still an S. That's I fair. Think I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> it's still, you know, math. I can do that. But it still <laughs> has room to go either way. But with the Mandalorian kind of being the, like the home base for all these stories we're going to get. Yeah. I'm very confident that John Favreau and Dave Filoni know where this is going. And so I think when we look back at three as a whole, maybe it had to be there to meet a quota or something. Maybe it had to be there just to like advance a few story points yeah. to get to Ahsoka and what's coming next, because it does have some big reveals like, Oh yeah, Thrawn mm -hmm. is out there and there's the shadow council yeah. is formed. Like there's some cracks there. So uh, I think S is safe. It has room to go down, but it has room to yeah. cement it as well. I would say it does enough to earn that, that right now I can overlook season three some because, yeah. because with how successful one and two is, I can expect a good season four. And I, I think there's probably yeah. an acknowledgement on their part, right? That season three wasn't as well received as one and two. And, and I think they're probably not immune to, being able to hear things and and understand what what people might be more drawn to, so I I'm optimistic yeah. that it'll pick back up. I think it's going to be good. I think you know getting to see it on the big screen, they got big plans for it. They're not gonna they're yeah, not gonna jump I mean, it to the the top of the line of all these movies. It was supposed to be like the second or third of the three films they released. Wit jumped yeah. up to first, so like I think yeah, Dave's got so something going with this. They've done something good enough to sell it as a movie, right? Like that because that's a much bigger investment. So. Lot, yeah, I'm with yeah. it. So, quick rundown of all of this: um, <clears throat> Rebels kind of gets the nod at S for its complete storytelling. Tales of the Jedi is just so unique, and nothing's bad about it. The Mandalorian appears to have earned its earned its weight there. Um, for the A tiers, uh, Andor has room to go up or down, as does Ahsoka. Clone Wars is pretty concrete there. Kenobi's high points probably save it from being a C, but its low points keep it from being an A. Yeah. The Bad Batch is likely going to be an A, and then Boba Fett and Visions are just kind of there. Uh, but <laughs> one big thing to note is there's no Star Wars show that we've yeah. seen. Now, if I saw Resistance, it could end up in a D, but, but since I haven't seen it, I can yeah. plead ignorance and not rank it. So... Just from what we've seen, there's nothing terrible. That's a good thing. Like, it's never yeah, a bad no, thing. There's, there's not any of the shows that I'm just like, oh, I can't watch this. This is awful. Like, yeah. who, whose idea was this? No, I, I mean, throughout all, even the ones that we rated the lowest, like, there were moments that I enjoyed sitting there watching it. So that that is a, a good thing to be able to say, because... When you talk about Star Wars TV, it's easy to think it's a small thing, but it, it's yeah. grown quite a bit, and it's pretty expansive now with a pretty wide range of stuff. So, a lot of for stories. us to be able to sit here and say there's nothing that we hate is is pretty good. So it's impressive considering the range for sure. Yeah, I kind of want to watch Resistance now. I feel like I'm going to have to try to find time to do that. I'm going to so, keep it a secret. I'll, you can I'll let watch you know it. And let me know. I'll let you know yeah. if it's worth it. <laughs> So looking ahead to next week, just real briefly, we are going to do a Bad Batch preview episode. So we're just going to make all our predictions. So we'll film it uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever works for us. You'll get it on Friday. And then the following Wednesday, we have the Bad Batch. So 
Not sure where we're going to go after that. I don't know that we'll do like an episodic review of the Bad Batch just because there's a lot of it. But I will say prediction episode next week should be fun. So I'm excited to kind of brainstorm where I think it's going. And we'll probably, I I would imagine we'll probably be able to do an episode at least after the premiere because it's like three episodes, isn't it? It's a pretty big premiere. Yeah, we should easily break those down. But then after that, I don't. I don't know that we want to like every single week for two months break down yeah. the bad batch. No, but I, think I think it'd be better the to premiere. Do it. We should. Yeah, that'd be good. Cool, and maybe roundups here and there. So yeah, yeah, that's where we're at. Thanks for watching <laughs> our tier rankings of the movie or the shows, not the movies. If you miss the movies, though, I'll drop a link in the description so you can watch that as well. Let us know what you think. Otherwise, thanks so much for watching, and we'll catch y'all next time.